Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Darren Gear. Hello. Hello. And Jeff Allen Gear. What up? Yeah. And they're the Gear brothers. It's not, I didn't just, you know, uh, book two people with last name Gear that weren't connected. That would be weird. But uh, screenwriters and producers of The Retaliators, which I am a big fan of. I was very excited to see this movie. Oh, hey. awesome, man. Yeah. And not just because you're here. I really like it. <laughs> That's cool, man. Theatrical release uh, last week. That had to be exciting. Oh, total oh, thrill. Beyond. We went to the local, our local Cineplex, and it was just yeah. um, unbelievable to go. And there was a, you know, pretty packed house. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was beyond, beyond thrilling. Yeah. And when did like so? When did this really start? Like uh, the idea, not even just the idea you make, but when did it become like a serious thing? We're going to make this movie. Well, it, it the the speed of everything was unbelievable. I mean, truly un, un, unbelievable. I mean, we were kind of from ne- from then all the way till now pinching ourselves in that we had um, we wrote it. And within, um, we, the first thing we did basically was we did two things. We put, sent it into the blacklist and uh, only expecting to get. Uh, What's the know, blacklist for people not aware? Yeah. So the blacklist is a list. It's been around since, um, I think, 2003. It's a place where you can send unproduced screenplays and essentially you get uh, your script gets rated, gets coverage, uh, and they're notoriously very difficult. It's very difficult to get high ratings. And if you get past a certain threshold of ratings, you get on what's called their top list and then you're now you now have exposure um, for people in the industry who are looking for uh, scripts. And the blacklist has gotten a really good reputation over the years because from the blacklist, many big films have come out and, and won Oscars. And, you know, there's a lot of famous examples like Slumdog Millionaire and Argo. And, you know, there's just kind of endless examples of scripts that, came from there so we sent it in truly expecting to get completely destroyed and and we were just kind of going okay we'll find out why you know we're we're such horrible writers and what we need to (laughs) what we need to work on and and we sent it in and i mean we were just completely shocked we had great ratings and we uh uh next thing you know we were on their top list and Within a matter of, I mean, a week or two, we started getting offers coming in for to option the film. Uh, we were completely, I mean, truly just flabbergasted. Um, the best thing that we did at the exact same time, right at as that was happening, is I sent the script to Michael Lombardi. And he is someone that I had worked with in music 10 years before we hadn't talked to each other in a while. We we had a great, great working relationship when we worked together and then we stayed in touch and he happened to just call me out of the blue as we were driving to uh, our first meeting to potentially option the script. And he said, what are you up to? We said, Oh, we're writing screenplays and he said, send it to me, send, send it to me. We sent him the retaliators. He was on a plane in three days. He, he's on the East Coast and he flew down in three days and he well, he called us immediately and said, don't do anything. Don't do anything with anybody. I, I, I want to meet with you guys. So he came down and basically pitched exactly what would manifest over the next few years. And Jeff and I just really believed him and believed in him, thank God. And 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 he just looked us in the eyes and said, "I will get this movie made. I will get 
the financing. I will go, I will f- go through hell to get this made because I get the vision. And he did get the vision. Um, he was one of the only people that really got the vision. You know, he understood the, just the, the homages and the nuances and the sort of craziness of doing what we do in the third act and having the, the, t- the different tones and, um, and so, yeah, so we, so that was literally within less than um, from that day, we were in production, pr- principal photography production in about eight months from there. That's how fast it has. So, I mean, it's just a whole thing was that just a, I mean, truly a breakneck speed. The pandemic hit right, right as we were shooting. So that, put an enormous pause on the planet, of course, and then ended up producing many, many, many obstacles. For We, we were truly early days pandemic shooting, and it, which was very rough. Um, yeah, because, you know, everyone watching this lived through that. You know, we didn't know how, you know, serious this would become. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it caused our sets got shut down uh early days of covid testing was tens and tens of thousands of dollars actors would back out and then come back in and and we we were just having to adjust all you know we uh we had to change directors we had to change coasts um yeah so it was it was an uh, you know just a an unbelievable uh sort of boulder to push up the hill and uh and so that's why you know we think so many we've gone over in our heads so many times my god if we didn't have michael as our sort of our quarterback because he was he was he quarterbacked the whole thing i mean he literally just nothing stopped him i re- i remember when i mean the pandemic I mean, the world was literally shut down and all he could think about was how are we going to keep the movie going? How are we going to do it safely? How are we going to do it uh, responsibly? But how are we going to do it? How are we going to, I mean, it was just nothing put a skip in his step. I mean, it was just, it truly, truly was just uh, amazing. Uh, unbelievable to watch. So, uh, 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 Jeff, how long have you been writing uh, scripts with your brother? Well, um, it's probably been four years, I guess. Um, yes, whenever the retaliator started, <laughs> so, that was, was that the first one that you wrote together? Yeah, that was the first one we wrote together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had dabbled a little bit, you know, when I was, you know, maybe like, you know, my first year in college kind of a thing, but it didn't go anywhere. Um, and I think Darren, you even dabbled a bit too, probably around the same age I was at at that time. I, yeah. I dabbled early too. I couldn't even get through um i couldn't get through one script i i tried uh, it was and it was you know embarrassingly terrible uh (laughs) uh, what what was written um but uh yeah and with jeff and i we've technically been writing together for years but being brothers and growing up together and watching yeah endless hours of cinema together it's like we're very making camcorder movies too you know what i mean we made short films growing up and (laughs) and 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 an endless amount of of just ridiculous short films to make each other laugh and make our friends laugh and stuff so we've sort of been always in that create and then we did music together for years too so you know we've always had that creative thing truly sitting down and writing was something we always fantasized about Right. It just took finally going, Hey, you want to do this? You want to just, and and no pressure. Let's just do it. And we didn't tell anybody. We didn't, we just did it. We We were just, we dove into educating ourselves for um, a few years, just real, real sitting down and. Yeah. Ben Garrett and uh, uh, Thomas Lennon uh, were a big help because, you know, they're, they're fantastic screenwriters. So really looked up to them a lot, especially in the beginning and just getting wrapping our head around like, okay, how do we really write a movie? (laughs) You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, so. I think that's, you know, so people might, oh, I've got a, an idea story, but that's different than, you have a cool idea, but to actually sit down and write it into something that makes sense and you can film is completely different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And even and, and even a big jump from like a finished script to, okay, this is great, but uh, we can't shoot all this, so we right. need some rewrites, you know? <laughs> so, and that actually was a lot of fun, figuring out the rewrites. Like, okay, yeah. Okay, we can't afford a, you know, a baseball uh, field. Okay, let's, you know, let's do something else. How are we going to do that? So it was a lot of fun kind of figuring out those puzzles, too. Yeah. Now, how does the actual writing together work? Like, uh, do you guys butt head a lot or do you guys are generally on the same page or maybe one is uh, better at something else than the other one? We don't really... I don't think we, we don't really ever butt heads in, in, in any way ever. No, we, not really. We, we spend a long time in the outlining phase uh, and we do. Um, so that's really hanging and talking and mapping the movie out um, pretty meticulously. And so that there's a lot of trial and error and a lot of, you know, um, design that kind of goes into that because we're definitely big fans too of um putting together you know we our goal is to try to make you know write write a a screenplay that takes you to you know some familiar territory we love homages and things like that but we all ultimately love to take a left turn and really take the audience to a place ultimate hopefully that they just do not see coming and um and and really kind of subvert genres and things like that so we really have a lot of fun mapping that out figuring that out um we watch movies we look at references we um you know we we uh we do a lot of research and 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 things like that when it when the when it calls for it and then um and then when it comes time to actually write the script, we just bounce back and forth. There's no real system. It's just sometimes I'll write X amount of pages and uh, or he will, or we'll pick a scene or, you know, then we'll double back over that scene. Um, it just sort of, uh, you know, it's very nice to have a partner that you have so many, you share so many sensibilities with because we, you know, we keep each other in check. We're really brutal in a friendly way with everything, you know, nah, I don't don't like that. I don't like that. Okay. Then it's like, as I always say, if Jeff doesn't like something I'm excited about, I pretty much will just drop it because it's like, okay, I want him to be pumped about it. And right. And it just kind of works that way both ways. So it's pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. So you mentioned some rewrites. So how close is the retaliators to finish film to what you originally wrote? Surprisingly very close um yeah yeah i mean aside from like like i said maybe like certain kind of location changes or like you know uh the villains in the original were like it was like a russian mob or something we right. you know we we changed that to like a biker gang but essentially all the elements of that didn't change i mean there was still a head boss of that gang you know what i mean that was the you know um you know things like that yeah i i would say what's what's actually really cool is that you know, and we, we certainly, I, I was expecting this learning a lot of screenwriting in the beginning from, uh, you know, Thomas Lennon and Ben Garrett was like, don't expect your first film to be anything that you wrote. You know what I mean? Like once you hand it off to a director or get it sold, you know, there's a lot of cases of writers going to see their film, you know, uh, getting made and they're like, what the hell is this? They didn't keep most of it or whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, what was so fun for us uh, especially with with you know working with Michael, he was so passionate about getting what was on our page onto the screen as closely as possible, and that yeah. was that was awesome. You know what I mean? So it's like when we watch the film, we feel like we're watching what we have had in our head from day one. You yeah. know, and there was uh, a, that, yeah, that's there really was, special. Yeah, certainly a good amount changed in in yeah the, the, some of the specifics and right and there were there's some things in there uh you know you can't win them all you know there there are right. some things that you know uh 
that weren't exactly what we wrote. But for the most part, uh, we had an unbelievable amount of uh, of of consultation uh, with everything because of exactly what Jeff said. You know, we were we were included in everything and anything that anything that needed to be rewritten. It was essentially most of the time it was because of the situation being in the pandemic. And so then we would have to to shuffle <coughs> and change. And right. what was we were so fortunate is our the the head of our studio, Alan Kovac, he was um he had the vision, you know, he was the guy with the vision for the music and the bands and the soundtrack and right. and he he had really high standards as far as okay, if we didn't get that scene right because we ended up getting shut down or because we ended up struggling to get that done, how what do we need to do to make this an A? I don't want to I don't want this to be B. How do we get this to A or A plus? So it gave us the opportunity to go, okay, well what how can we make this better? How can we do this again, but do it right. the way we really want to? But it's all the same beats that are in the script. It's just different, you know, right. different multiple, you know, different variation on it, basically. Right. Um, so I talk about uh, who uh, directed here. Let me grab the name here. I should have this right here in front of me. But uh, Samuel Gonzalez. Now, um, did you know him previously? No. You want one of the directors? No. 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 So how did you uh, how did you find the directors? You know, who was right to, to make this? You know, uh, Bridget uh, Bridget Smith was a director that Michael Lombardi had worked with. Um, <clears throat> so that was um, uh, um, that was uh, one director, and uh, and she, you know, she had a she did a really good job with the um really good job with the with the with the sort of the hometown and the family interaction right. sort of this the you know the she she was really good with actors and 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 so you know just got some unbelievable performances out of you know and like katie kelly uh who plays sarah the uh, uh john bishop's daughter you know like she, the performance she got from her and just 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 unbelievable um and then samuel uh samuel came in that was during the pandemic and he uh you know really talented guy very very uh very good with the camera very stylized um really understood um the tonal shift uh that needed to be executed for the uh for the third act. And, and so he was, uh, uh, yeah, it's great with that. And then Michael Lombardi, you know, Michael ended up, uh, directing, uh, a good chunk of the film, uh, I think, you know, uh, probably about 30% of the movie. And he, what was great, you know, he, uh, Michael, again, he had just spent so long, so close to the material, he was able to just execute and step in and, and, uh, and just really make it happen. Yeah. Um, but he was, yeah, he was, he was phenomenal. When you have three directors, uh, they're actually directing uh, three different like parts of the movie. So they're not all there together. Like, uh, you know, no, no, it was different part. It was different parts of the movie. And again, unusual because of our, the the starting and stopping that we had to go through to get the movie done. So it was uh, certainly not what was planned from the beginning, but it just, it was how it It, it was, it was by hook or by crook. It was how we had to get the movie. Right. right. And it was having, you know, Michael, uh, you know, producing it from like the bird's eye view the whole time, you know, and knowing the story so well that helped keep it all stitched together. Well, and, randy bricker as well our editor um, was, was our, our, yeah. our rock star uh, editor um he really helped with that as well you know he was he was there for for that too and uh you mentioned a few times like the tonal shift and it's kind of different genres i always like that about movies in general uh and you usually yeah. only seem like at festivals whereas you know something either doesn't fit in a one do genre too. or there are multiple genres <laughs> right. and, uh you know I, I dig that but was there any 
any point in time where people were like, well, you have to make this more, you know, one way or the other, like make it straight horror or make it an action movie or anything like that. Uh, you have, you have, you have no yeah. idea. Uh, I'm sure you do have an idea because being a fan of that, uh, as we are too, we love, you know, we, uh, aud- movies like audition or, uh, you know, hostile, uh, you know, you, you could name a bunch, you know, just, back to the hood again you know, uh, uh, but but you know those kind of left turns are just absolutely you know from dust till dawn's another great one too oh yeah it's a great one yeah Th- those are our we love that love and those. It's, so it's just just such an, a fun trip in a, in a film yeah and, you know, if I you really can just be at, like laughing by the third act, like it, it gets you giggly when it almost does that yeah. sharp turn, and then well, it's and like batshit crazy. It's like I love that involuntary laughter; it almost evokes out of me when I watch those kind of films. And I, we were definitely trying to do something like that. Well, and it goes back to Hitchcock, right? I mean, it's like Psycho is oh, sort Psycho, of, sure. You know, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure there must be an example earlier than that, but certainly I don't know of anyone in the in popular <laughs> right zeitgeist that's as big as that tonal shift where you're you know especially as bold as you're following one protagonist uh there's no way on earth anyone at that time especially or if it's the first time you've seen the film that you are going to think that you're this person's going to die and that now we're going to completely switch perspectives <laughs> yeah, right. and and end up in this just insanity and uh, you know which it's just so yeah that's just always something we've loved and oh my gosh, I couldn't tell you how many times uh, people either said, you know, without naming any names or anything, but just uh, yeah, yeah, listen, this, uh, this first part is a thriller. Let's make the whole thing right. a thriller. Let's just everything should be a thriller. Uh, right. Or, well, this thing just gets so insane. The insanity is so batshit uh, in the third act. Well then, let's make that the movie. Um, right, right. And, and you know, this isn't good. This doesn't make sense. Uh, and when we were editing it, you know, I mean, again, and if it wasn't for again, if it wasn't for Michael just fighting day one to the end, you know, we fought and fought and fought to to through all of the taking in the different points of views to to keep and and maintain that, and it was not easy. And when it was done, we were satisfied, like, okay, I think we, with considering all yeah. of the obstacles and all of the fucking insanity and all of the objections and all, I think we pulled off what we were, what we were going for. But then we were left with the thought, fuck, is anybody going to go on this ride you know because appreciate it yeah, and, and yeah we have fun felt it the, as much fun very, as we were having yeah we when we watched it on the soundstage for the first time we went we were alone doing mixing and and we watched the whole thing and we just went boy this is quite a journey this is a this is just a trip and you don't and and, <laughs> and the tones are you know there is some whiplash in there and uh our biggest shock uh truly was that you know we, we got accept we didn't know if anybody would get the film and we got into fright fest which, uh, which was the first festival we got into little did we know we we you know we had no connections to these festivals there were no relationships built with these festivals and for people who don't know it's very hard to get into a festival without that right especially yeah. the major ones Yes. No, it's, 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 you're right. It's very famously uh, festivals are, are famous for being very political as far as getting in and who, you know, and right. Right. When I say we knew no one, I mean, there was no one, uh, no, no connections to these festivals. So we were literally going, would, will we get in one and little did we know we would get in over 30, um, and do so well in the festivals. And when, when Fright Fest was the very, very first one, and they, uh, it also coincided with uh, our our reviews. We had about forty or fifty reviews that were all embargoed, uh, and so we had no clue how good or bad they were going to be. 
And I always tell the story, and we always laugh about it, you know, Jeff and I going out to lunch the day before, and this was the day before we were premiering in Fright Fest. And we were, I I was just, we were psyching each other up going, okay, look, we're going to wake up. We're going to get fucking eviscerated tomorrow. Every, you know, Uh uh, the the critics are going to say, this is the fucking stupidest thing they've ever seen. Uh, (laughs) You know, and, and, and what we kind of, we were able to sleep at night going, fuck all that. It doesn't matter. We're happy with what we did. And if five people get it, if there's, if the genre heads like ourselves, uh, we, we had a feeling genre heads would get it. And people that love exploitation cinema and grindhouse. And if we, we, we really tried to subversively sneak an exploitation film into sort of a, mainstream sort of kind of revenge it's like oh i've seen that revenge kind of thriller before and it's like but we snuck in sort of in the back door um a lot of uh, 80s and action splatter you know uh homages and and went full tilt we woke up the next morning to just you know four stars four stars four stars the 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 fright fest called us and said we had the crowd pleaser of the festival and we about fell out of our, you know, fell out of our shoes. I mean, we were just like, really? They, they got it that much. Like we, I mean, to this day, we still, we still don't, you know, still don't believe it. And we're getting, we're now sitting at 84% on rotten tomatoes. And we're just like, how did, how is this happen? Cause we, we always laugh at the movies that get so shit on, you know, uh, I think hostile. Yeah, what yeah, was it at? Jeff? I think it was hostile like in the 50s. Like, I think hostile. Like no, I think it's in the 40s. I think hostile is, is like hostile. No, 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 no. Forty-three oh, yeah, percent. And like, Green Inferno. No, well, no. Okay, so 30s. Green Inferno was like a 38, <laughs> and then yeah. Knock Knock was like at like 37. Yeah, yeah. Wanna, I love all those movies. You know what I mean? So it's like, movies. gosh, yeah. man. Yeah. So we were like, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll be lucky to do as well as those films. Now, uh, so what that year at Fright Fest? What did so did you guys go to Fright Fest that year? Because during the during COVID, a lot of the festivals ended up being virtual. I, I can't. I don't know if uh, no, Fright we Fest we we didn't we, go. Oh, we were this uh, close. We, we planned we planned to go, and then uh, Darren unfortunately uh, contracted you know the old COVID. Yeah. You know, and that was before yeah. the jab, so we this, weren't. This was, you know, yeah. This was year. This was the first year back in person. So this was 21. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were, I mean, to say excited about going to London, I mean, Oh man, we We bought tickets and everything. We had plane, we had plane tickets the whole nine, man. We were ready to roll. And, and that was without knowing what a hit it was going to be there too. We had no idea that it was going to be like sold out and, and play so well. We did. We, I mean, so God, I mean, we, we wanted to be there so bad, but we, it was, those were in those early days where travel was just starting yeah, up and yeah. it was very, very, very. Oh, tough. and I couldn't, you know, and also it was meant to be too, cause I couldn't get my passport. I, there was a huge passport issue. I think I might've been able to do it if I went to one of those, like, you know, emergency in places like three days before, but remember I had a huge passport issue. That's right. Yeah. Everything, yeah. you know, that was just those, COVID uh, days, those were just yeah. nuts. <laughs> everything was everything was hard, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. it's too bad because Fright Fest, a huge festival, multiple screens, uh, multiple oh, theaters, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. The, and I, I don't want to make you guys feel bad, but I just got back from Fright Fest a few weeks ago, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> no, we 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 will forever, forever have them. Uh, just the warmest place in our heart hearts for them being the first and the uh the uh the head of uh fright fest uh one of them paul mcavoy yeah he's a good guy just was a great guy and he just so- championed our film and he put yeah. went on the record with a phenomenal review right up front and he he just was uh he, he was incredible and 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 so yeah that was the you know uh but yes uh it the we were we i i mean when i tell you i i couldn't even explain to you the amount of things that were that were challenged and that we kind of had to fight through creatively 
Um, it was, it was insane, but I guess we, I mean, what do you expect? (laughs) What do you expect? We, we knew we were, it's, it's such an underdog. Yeah. It's a hard hard sell. sell. And if you don't get it, if you don't understand that kind of cinema, I, I, I can understand it seems insane. It's, it's, it's just, uh, that, you know, that's, it's going to be a fight, you know, uh, pushing, pushing the envelope like that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it was the first time I flew since the pandemic was, uh, the last two years have been very strange, but you know, I'm glad. Yeah. To did you, so before the theatrical release last week, did you get the chance to see it with, uh, with an audience before that? Yeah. Scream. Did, did we? Scream. Yeah, Scream oh, Scream Fest. Fest. That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, yeah. So that was sc- awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're in, we're, we're about, um, we're about 30 miles south of LA. So Scream, we got to open Scream Fest another absolutely just unbelievable festival and uh we we we, our movie opened the festival at the hollywood chinese theater yeah uh with with a sold out crowd i mean we and we had the full red carpet and the whole deal and it it played like a it played like a rock concert i mean it just that third act uh that was the first time seeing in front of an audience and it was just to hear people yelling at the screen and squirming from the kills and laughing at the kills and get applause breaks at certain kills. And, you know, and, uh, uh, there, there, there's an eyeball moment, uh, in, in the, in oh, the don't give too much I, away. No. I won't give away <laughs> Come on what now. happens with the eyeball, but I will say, I just like that phrase, an eyeball moment. It was an eyeball <laughs> moment. And, and I mean, the whole theater. Just mean don't look away. Okay? Yeah, the, <laughs> That's whole, all we the, mean. the whole theater <laughs> squirmed and groaned all at once. And it was like, yeah, oh, that was good. Fun. I mean, it was just amazing. Yeah. I just went to see Fabio Fritzi in Boston and they played uh, Zombie 2. And there's a very memorable eyeball moment. Oh, yeah. Phrase, but yeah. Great, but great I, eyeball moment. I really enjoyed watching Retaliators at home, but the whole time I was watching, I was like, this would play really well on the big screen for multiple reasons. Yeah. Like the, the audience interaction, because people interact with the uh, with kills and with some comedy, so I think they've been to a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of that stuff. And also yeah. something that people overlook sometimes, I think, is uh, music plays really well in a theater. Yeah. It does, man. It really does. And, and I really do think it's, you know, we... And I think this comes from writing it together too, in a weird way. It's like this is a movie to see with your friends. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or like, yeah, because there is something about laughing at it together, and you know, at at you know. So I I think um, that's why you know I love that we got the theatrical release because you know just so much more likely people are going to see it with with other people like like their friends and stuff. So Yeah. yeah. And I, we keep talking about like the, it's crazy at the end and, and, uh, a lot of great kills stuff. But I, what I also like about it is, is like the big, uh, um, you know, it asks a question of the audience, uh, you know, would you, if you had the chance to hurt someone who hurt your loved ones, would you take it? And I, and I love that about the movie. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that a lot. I, Jeff and I, that was the, that was the movie in a, in a, uh, in a nutshell, it was taking a look at that revenge fantasy and saying, uh, let's really go there and, and take a character, uh, through the excruciating moral dilemma that that would create. And then, uh, and, and then it was, you know, there's two characters in the movie that, uh, you learn both are confronted with that and both make different choices and both in both cases, big extreme things happen. And so, yeah, it was, it was really important for us. Um, we talked about it a lot like that. We don't want to telegraph I- any messaging in the movie and we're, we're just not fans of that. And, and we, we wanted to present the moral conflict and then truly let, you know, let the audience sort of struggle with it and, and, and place themselves. Uh, the goal would be to have the character to truly look at it's both characters in the film 
put themselves in their position and say, gosh, would I do that? Would I not? Oh, oh geez, it's too far. Well, is it too far? And argue about it. And, and, and when the movie's over, think about it, talk about it. You know, that was the goal was just to try to create something that made you uh, just really kind of think and wrestle with those things. Cause it's a tough, yeah. it's a very tough moral question when you're in that, if, if you find you happen to find yourself in that, position it would be tough for and anybody i actually think yeah. the, i think the fun kills and stuff really the contrasts are actually really makes that actually more powerful because that you can also even kind of look hey i'm laughing at all this these kills and craziness and then you're like well if it's really happening you know should i be laughing at it so it kind of all uh, right. each other, I yeah. Think, you know yeah now now tell us neil what would you do Oh, that's an interesting question. I, I would like to say no, but I don't. I think I don't think it's really a, something you can answer unless you're put in that position. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Big, that's what makes it a fun moral quandary. I think is that it it is such a hard one. You know, you can think of you can consider it theoretically, but what you will practically do in those situations, it's it is a bit hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would go full. You know, I mean, there's probably certain lines I can say I won't cross. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you never know, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I Hopefully, you is, won't know. But yeah, yeah. Well, I think that is I what's. Hope, fun. I, <laughs> I think that is what's fun about it is I think I I, I you know I I think you pull m- most people most people are going to say. Uh, I don't think I would do that or could do that. I think we all right. probably feel that way. What we tried to create in the movie was to take you through a circumstance where, you know, it would be extremely difficult and tempting um, not to. And, and, and who, would yeah. you and, and then that it's, was where the idea yeah. of the pastor came from, because right. we, we said what would be the, what, who would who would be the longest stretch uh, to to pull in that direction? It would be a turn the other cheek, truly good. Like you know, we were we were going. This guy is Jimmy Stewart. You know, this guy's Tom Hanks. Right, this right. guy's you know, er, truly an earnest good man uh, who lives his life to be a good dad to his daughters and to be a good man of his community that tries to help and be there for his community. So that would be the longest stretch you could imagine, which that, so that made it fun. That made it instantly like, okay, yeah. that would be interesting. How could, you know, yeah, how do we, I, how do we do that? Yeah. And I also, I also think what makes it a fun or, or an interesting moral quandary that the film poses is that it, even if you figured out what you should do, it's, it's not the same thing as what you would do. Right. And I think that's what makes it, you know, sort of tantalizing to consider. It's like, you know, I know I shouldn't do that, but what would I do in that situation? You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, now I think about it, um, when you you mentioned that he's the man of the cloth, um, it's really rare in modern movies for the last 20 years or so where a religious character is a good guy. (laughs) i'm not even a religious person but i think it's kind of yeah (laughs) i think it's a cheap thing to go to all the time anytime there's a religious person they're automatically said they're diddling kids or they're some type of evil person right right you're you're right you're right you know it's it's uh that that's sort of our and that's in this and in the scripts we've written subsequently you know that's part of where we really love to have fun is to subvert expectations you know take right. it, it, it around fami- familiar uh because you know some tropes you can't avoid and and there's there's cliches you can't avoid and and because we're dealing with genre uh so you're gonna have uh, you know the trappings of those genres which are a good i see that as a good thing but yeah we love to sort of take a look and go you know that was absolutely something we thought about that God, every pastor, yeah. you're right, last like 20 years, it's just uh, they're really a, a complete alcoholic behind the scenes or they're, you know. Uh, right, right, right. You know, some... Or they're, or they're very, very creepy or they're, very, you know, it's always that same thing. And we just were like, you know, let's let's uh, 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 let's subvert that, you know, let's real. Let, nope, no. 
no real skeletons in the closet with this guy. Let's make him Tom right. Hanks. Let's go to let's make him, you know, we really thought of a Capra of a Frank Capra-esque town. And and um I love Michael always refers to Gremlins, you know, the beginning of Gremlins. And that's what right. you know the beginning of Gremlins is. It feels like it's 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 a Capra-esque sort of town. And that was what we really you know, no, this, this is just a good guy. He's not a perfect guy. He's, he's, you know, right. certainly there's, uh, um, uh, he has his, his, his short shortcomings and, and, and he, he's probably a little too overprotective and he's probably, he, one thing we talked about was he's, you know, he's playing life very safe and, and a very practical guy. And so he's a guy that's, that's, doing good things but is definitely right. you know he never bought that motorcycle he's always wanted and is sort of that's sort of a, a s- symbolic for you know him sort of not really ever breaking loose and and uh because that was part of the the other big part of what we were doing too part of the joke was here's a guy who always fantasized about being john mcclain and i think uh, most uh, uh, most people, uh, uh, anyone that loves Die Hard, I don't know how you haven't fantasized uh, about that, right? It's like that's sort of a that's sort of a you know adolescent fantasy, and it it, it that ends up getting delivered to him, but in the most horrific, <laughs> under the most horrific circumstances. And again, it was right. just sort of a, a kind of a, another way to kind of subvert kind of the '80s action hero uh um you know concept because that was definitely a not so um hidden uh love letter you know he mentions rambo and the terminator in his sermon you know and his daughter refers to him watching die hard every day and so uh yeah uh, real quick about the priest i thought a funny idea for like a short or something would be if it's a priest a santa claus and a clown and they're they actually are trying to save the town but no one will trust them because they're always evil in every movie (laughs) (laughs) that is great that's good that's good all right, we're gonna steal that. Or we'll have to write it together. We'll <laughs> right, write it together. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we'll just do it together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh festival so uh, festival run and then um theatrical release. So where does it go from here? Where does uh retaliators go? We're go we're gonna go to VOD and and we're gonna go uh to streaming after that. Uh, the dates haven't officially been announced yet, but it will it will be coming up soon. It will be in the next uh, within the next month. Um, but uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing really well in theaters now. Um, you know, we're getting released at you know different clusters of screens and theaters at a time, and uh, we've uh, we've we're hearing that we've been getting a really really good uh, per screen average and doing well. Yeah. You know, it's it's the only way to really me- be able to measure yourself when you're when you're uh you know released uh uh this small but uh but but uh but w- what's the most amazing part is we're just being flooded on uh social media with just amazing response and and lots and lots of audience that just uh uh that are loving the film and and they're writing us personally and just talking about ah, this is my new one of my new favorite movies and this is going to be my new christmas movie and and all this so it's just been it's it's Wait, been they're, they're writing you personally i haven't got anything um, <laughs> just, yeah oh i got me. i got one guy i got one guy named leo but i don't even want to tell you what he wanted to do to me so <laughs> we'll just skip that shout out to leo <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. It's been it's, no. The response has been freaking awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's it. it what's the funnest part for me is like seeing people just like getting really excited about it. You know what I mean? Because you know we knew it wasn't going to be a movie that everyone would love, but or or at least like be like meh or like kind of lukewarm on or whatever. It, but the fact that we got people that were you know clapping at the end of the freaking film, you know what I mean? And then just you know it, it's been. 
it's been really fun to see the reactions to it. Yeah, it's a word of mouth gets the you know your festival run and people talk yeah. about it and it gets. I know doing the show, I get I see a lot of screeners, and um, I won't name name stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that's just very run of the mill. Which to me is, I'd rather watch a bad movie that's like entertaining in some way, or you could tell they're having fun, or they were trying to do something, uh, than something yeah. just told that I've seen a million times, even if it's technically yeah. made well. That's very right. forgettable to me. But when something is I really like, uh, it's fun to tell everyone about it. And, you know, you yeah. see a lot of that online, and I'm glad that, you know, that happens. Absolutely. Well, and we, it's, I love that you say <laughs> you'd rather watch a bad movie. it's so funny (laughs) we we watch uh together and then i know separately too and and i'll speak for myself i i love bad movies i mean i and i actually i find them true and i have a true affection for them uh to the point where i start just truly it gets hard to tell well what what i even mean by bad anymore because there's uh oh yeah we we have some of those for sure you know yeah so like howling seven's a big one like well like like it, i don't like saying it's a bad movie right because right. it's like i just love it. like how can i enjoy something so much and then turn around and say it's bad you know mm-hmm. what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah we we just we just so i and it's also you know I, I also i'm kind of endlessly fascinated with bad films too because i just yeah. sort of when something really doesn't work it's sort of <laughs> sort of interesting and it's also yeah. as writers i think it's really educational because you just oh. kind of go oh wait a minute okay yeah. that's that's why you don't do that because it's just creates uh you know well you know i almost i almost argue that you know learning from bad things is way easier than learning from good things i find when i'm watching like like if I'm watching James Cameron, who I love, you know, it's like, I almost look at it like, oh man, like I'll never be that good, man. Like, you know, I don't, you know, it almost feels like, gosh, like that, that's impossible to do. Like, how are you going to do that again? You know? Yeah. But if I watch a bad yeah. film, I'll, <laughs> I'll start thinking like, how could I have done that better? You know what I mean? And then yeah, I'll think, sure. oh, that's why that didn't work. Oh, that didn't work because they didn't do this, this, and that. You know what I mean? So yeah, if, if know, the only a, thing you're, you're in a way, if, if the only thing you're watching is you know uh, Spielberg you know, and Citizen Kane and yeah, and, Godfather, and, 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 yeah. you know, the, you know, the, the Seven Samurai, you, you, yeah, that it, that level of quality just yeah, it, it does feel very unattainable, and and there's something <laughs> about. Yeah. About, you know, it's that what's, well, you know, it's kind of in the same way, like, you know, punk rock or, or, or metal, you know, uh, you know, there's a way as musicians, you know, and, and when I was a young musician, you know, learning certain metal riffs or punk riffs gave me yeah. a way into the, into the guitar. Right. Uh, right. You know, and, and it's, and it's, and, and there's a real, and and that's not to knock those things at all because I, to this day you know and I was a, I was a big metalhead as a kid and I, st- I still am uh, but uh, it's uh, yeah you know it's just it's it's uh, it's I mean, it's something I say on the show a lot is like I do I think Basket Case is a better movie than Taxi Driver no <laughs> but but I love both movies and and I right. get a great enjoyment from both films so they yeah I probably like them equally but I know yeah. that you know one is better than the other is right well. right yeah yeah and that's where you get into that thing where you just go yeah because I love basket case and it's like you know I would rather watch basket case than most other movies so then at a certain right. point, where you start questioning going yeah. like, well, yeah. how bad is it you know because right, right. it's yeah, it's, yeah it's getting I, I my, you know it's yeah. Yeah, getting the my dollar now yeah yeah because it's like we're oh it's such a bad movie and then you just end up spending most of your time watching that that's you know that's what we always say that's what's great about you know that's what's great about cinema being alive today having the choices we have we you everybody seems to be Absolutely. so binary about well you either must love uh you know french new wave or you uh you know you're an idiot and you only like <laughs> right. xyz and the thing the truth of the matter is it's that we live in a world where we can you can love both you can love right 
any different. You can you can, you can like, love Shawshank. You can love Shawshank, and you can love Escape Plan. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with liking both those films. You know, that's how I I grew up watching. You know, tons of movies, and I like a lot of what people would call bad movies. And I love you know some of the all time classics. I go to the movies every week too, and I'll go see, I'll go see some crazy Bollywood movie, and then I'll that's great some uh, crazy horror movie, and I'll see a superhero movie, whatever you know. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, you know. And and, yeah, I enjoyed Infinity War and stuff. Yeah it's there's a lot of you know at any kind of art you always end up with elitism to, to you know especially typically with critics and 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 audiences too you know you you get elitism where people you know you can only like one thing or films have to do this or they have to do that mm-hmm. uh and it's just you know uh that's why when we what we were very committed to when when we write just not caring about that and not looking just hey right. what, make, what entertains us and what is amusing and and follow that and i think if you know i i think you go at that angle i i think people will you know pre, we hope you know that people just appreciate hey i'm gonna we're gonna try to send you on a different journey than you you typically go on you know we're not reinventing the wheel right we're gonna take some turns that just you you, you won't expect and and because this is the thrill we get from exploitation cinema and, and hopefully it leads some people to check it out and, and, you know, go deep, deep dive, you know, because it's so funny, you know, as extreme as people think our movie is, it's only because it's wrapped around kind of a little more of a mainstream package. It's like movies get way more insane than, oh, gosh. Yeah. than our, than our movie, but it's all about context too, because yeah. there's a lot of, that's the other part we like. We like a heart in there too. You know, we, we like yeah. there being good, you know, good characters and sort of that yeah. blend, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, what were some of the movies uh, when you guys were growing up that you guys watched together made you like, Hey, let's, let's start making our own movies. Oh, oh boy. All time, yeah. all time faves. Yeah. Um, I think of, Yeah. I well, gotta think of one, movies you like show well movies that you showed me. Oh yeah, Lost Boys. That's that's oh, the one behind my head. Yeah. I, Lost Boys is my yeah. uh I always say it's probably my favorite it's, favorite movie of all time. I still yeah, believe it's so good. So I, good, man. You know perfect it's film. Just perfect. I, I can watch it just endlessly. I love that movie so much. Um Well that well yeah, and its ability to make you, you know laugh and feel like it's a little goofy but then get really serious and scary you know i mean yeah i mean that's it, it gets that mix just right you know yeah yeah very it's a very singular movie too it's just there's truly there's just no other movie that combines those tones in that way yeah. you know it just it's just very very uh unique but yeah we we uh you know, oh geez, like uh, the shining. I remember, uh, I because I, you know, Darren's you know ten years older than me, so when I was growing up, he was kind of schooling me on on film. You know what I mean? And I remember the shining was a big one, um, just in terms of the, just a movie that will, you know, freak you the fuck out, but also, you know, um. But it's a slow burn. You know, it's a slow burn kind of film. You know. I really yeah. love that about it. Uh, um, it, it for for me, also, it, oh, oh, Halloween, John right. Carpenter. It yeah, all starts. Carpenter. It all starts with with John with uh, John Carpenter. I mean, Halloween left the biggest impact on me. Is I saw it way, 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 way too young. Uh, it completely yeah. warped my brain. Um, and then I just you know going down you know to the the thing and. Uh, you know, the fog and assault on precinct 13 and, and you know, uh, um, escape from New York. I mean, it's just that run, that, that run, the early run of yeah. is just, uh, w- was an enormous, enormous influence. Um, uh, and yeah. And, and then I'm trying to think for, for me as know, a kid, yeah. for, for me as a kid, it was probably more, um, or like growing up, it was definitely a lot of Quentin Tarantino. Cause I remember being kind of a young teenager and really it was Pulp Fiction, 
you know, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Those movies really kind of f me up a, a bit. You know what I mean? I remember the first time seeing, I was like, dude, I must have been like 10 or 11 years old when I saw Pulp Fiction for my first time with my buddy. And I'm telling you, when we got to the Gimp scene, we were like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, we were like, you know that weird, like, like yeah, you can get do the this gimp, in a yes. movie? Yeah. Like, what is going on right now? Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't really see, especially, you know, now you might see something crazy like that in festival, but you didn't see something yeah. like that in a, in a mainstream film. No, 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 no. no. Oh. Yeah. yeah, no, I was. Yeah, I was a huge Bad thing impact on me. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs was was very very formative. I watched that on a loop, and 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 uh, and yeah, Pulp Fiction, of course, and a big big eighties. Yeah, I love eighties action. Love all the oh, yeah, all all the Arnie movies. We're big, yeah, we're big and and Sly, yeah, Chuck we're Norris, and, yeah. uh, Bronson. You know, huge uh, Bronson, huge huge Bronson, huge. Arnold, Clint, Clint Eastwood, loved all the love. All, yeah, we're big. Uh, you know, Don going Siegel. back yeah. to the yeah to the Don, Don Siegel era. You know, the Dirty Harrys and um and uh, you know, of course, Sergio Sergio Leone uh, yeah. uh, westerns and yeah, we're ca- kind of all over the place, you know. And then and and then we're you know the whole canon, the whole canon f- uh, films catalog. I mean, we we to oh. this day dig through those all the time i i collect uh still collect a ton of vhs and yeah total vhs nerd with all with all that stuff I've <laughs> god knows how many uh, around here but um yeah i mean just like you said sort of just little event you know love the good stuff and um yeah. and I, I was talking about french new wave the uh, 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 i wasn't even meaning it disparagingly right, right recently we were we've been digging into some french new wave stuff and really loving it i mean it, oh, there's good stuff in, there's good stuff and yeah. every, uh, everything you know it's yeah. just everywhere uh but it but yeah we certainly uh you know it's it, we could just go on all day long with with all of with all of it you know yeah, yeah. Uh, probably a really informative movie for me younger too i know it's gonna sound a little goofy but it was definitely Jack Frost to Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. It's a great that I'm a big fan of the, the first two Jack Frost films. Dude, they are so good, man. I mean, they're yeah. like good, like bad, like good, bad films. Oh, yeah. It's the but, best uh, uh, snowman um, rape scene. <laughs> oh, in the first uh, one, right? Yeah, yeah in the first the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Episode, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, uh, I normally <laughs> don't like to admit out loud uh, about loving a rape scene. That rape scene. <laughs> that, that's probably that not a rape, good thing to <laughs> Right? That rape scene. Uh, listen, take me down if you're going to take me down. Oh, I, that man. is a damn good rape scene. I'm sorry. <laughs> it you know, until, until you've seen a snowman. And he raped yeah, Shannon yeah. Elizabeth, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. right. So, yeah. Jack Frost Two is oh my god! It is well so- that has the greatest that has my favorite death scene, which oh. is the you know the Kawatunga dude, um, you know yeah. the, the tongue gets ripped, you know the face yeah. gets yeah. ripped off the pole, you know. Yeah, yeah. there's some great. That's ones the best there. one. And yeah. uh, and yeah. Jack, they're too. playing my song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always have a soft spot for uh, Christmas war movies in general. The real terrible ones and and the very good ones like Gremlins and stuff. I don't know. There's something about them that have they have a charm to them that I they do. And, and, and that's what got. That's what I think. That's what was what was subconsciously pushing us very early on making uh, Retaliators a Christmas movie. Right. You know what I mean? It's just was just our affection for you know Die Hard, like we mentioned. You know, Gremlins, uh, yeah, Gremlins, yeah. Jack Frost, Two, Revenge of the Mutant Killer <laughs> Snowman. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, I am very eyes wide shut. Very, eyes wide shut. Don't leave Jeff, that puppy yeah. out. One of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> I am very disappointed in you that you have you are listing the pantheon of great Christmas films. And you still have it named Santa Jaws? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, this is one I've not seen. I'm, I'm going to have to see. Oh, buddy, oh buddy, dude, we buddy, watch it every buddy. year. Man. You got to see it. You listen to me. Uh-huh. If you love fucking <laughs> the verse of Christmas films, I, you are not going to top Santa Jaws. It I is, know. As, you can't really the, top it. As the fin goes by, there's a fucking Santa hat on the fin. <laughs> I know. By. It's, I know. You, it, it's unbelievable. You have to do it. Have to do it. 
Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna seek this out. Santa Jaws. It's a very bizarre <laughs> mechanism, which what brings it to life too. I mean, you gotta Don't see it. it. It's a weird. Don't it's a it weird away. movie, but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I love it too. This sounds great. Uh, by the way, I was telling um a Jeff performance live before you logged on, Darren. Uh, my brother normally does a show with me. He's nine years older, and uh, so I was always watching horror movies with him. Because uh, yeah. we have a single mom, and he she would take him to the drive-ins. And instead of getting a babysitter, just bring me along. So I was watching, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I was like five or something. But yeah. oh yeah, Neil, we're in the same boat, man. Yeah, just having a, a big brother show us all the the great movies, you know. Right. Same here. Same here with the mom taking us to the drive-in too. We we grew up. Yeah. Uh, when when uh, we they sent out, we saw pictures of um. Uh, we're on dub- we're we're on double features right now with Pearl, uh, in in oh a, yeah very cool in, oh which is an honor because we yeah. love yeah. Ty West yeah, uh, yeah. Ty West yeah. Ty West is, the devil. Is, is, is the shit yeah yeah and we uh and when we when I saw that that was like wow that hit me hard because I the drive-in is such a sacred place for me because <laughs> I saw so many classics at the drive-in. And then you got to see those great double features that yeah. I had no business seeing. And my mom just didn't, she didn't know the difference. So next thing you know, we're watching like night of the comet or we're watching fucking, you know, who know? I mean, it was just an endless amount of, you know, movies we yeah. should been watching, but it was, yeah, that was uh, and Jeff was, you know, a little baby or a toddler. <laughs> there. We're watching, you know, Poltergeist, Poltergeist three or Kyle's something. Play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, I agree. Oh, by the way, uh, you mentioned VHS. This was the first VHS tape my mom bought me. I think there's a glare on it, but it's no a way. show in uh, in the clamshell. And so I always have kept Hell it. yeah. The tape is actually that's worn awesome, out, but uh, I kept the clamshell. Oh, yeah. that's Buddy, cool, man. That is fucking awesome. Here, I'll show you. I'll give you Yeah, show off, show off the, the, the cassettes, I got some. So that's Tower Records show. Oh, very cool. I, I like even just the horror... Um, the banner yeah. there yeah. yeah 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 so then there's uh we've got lisa from weird science over okay, there very cool a retaliators cabinets. poster yeah we got some retaliators business going on um don't skip over magnum force dude huh? oh, i didn't mean to <laughs> there we go yeah the, me- the mechanic yeah yeah, great posters, man. And if you're listening to this on the podcast version, uh, skip over to Spotify or YouTube, and you, you'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, uh, so well, do you guys have anything you know in the works? I know you got Retaliators coming out, and it's at the theater, and VOD coming in the future. But are you guys working on anything uh, for the future? We have a we have a romantic period piece set in uh, the medieval times. No, I'm just really? kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and it's yeah. called Jack Frost Three. <laughs> Things get. Go. Medieval. No, no. We, we um, I'm on board. It's not a bad idea, uh, you know. No, yeah, we 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 uh we have a couple of scripts that we have uh been working really hard on and 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 yeah. polish polishing and uh we're we're really excited about. So we've got some we got some good meetings coming up and people interested and so yeah, so it's, it's some uh some good stuff. We're 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 very pumped on and then uh, you know and then we're ready to rock retaliators too. If, if there's enough oh, demand, we're, for it. Oh, we're, nice. we're, uh, we're yeah. ready to go. We've got, we've got it outlined. We already, when we wrote it originally, we kind of knew, okay, here's where a sequel would be. This is what the, you know, we, we kind of have yeah, a whole first. This is where you find out. out so. Yeah. The, I mean, not to give too much away, but this will be the, like the sequel will be where you find out that Bishop's been a serial killer all along. Mm. And, um, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. Who knows? We have, you know. Yeah, and for people who don't know, I had Michael Lombardi on. Um, I think this this last week, and uh, you can tell that he was he's very excited about the movie and very yeah. proud of it. And uh, I like to see that you know someone proud of their work and and really as he should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, his, it, his acting was just phenomenal, man. Performance and it is level. off the charts. Yeah, absolutely. And where can people follow you guys to see what you're up to? 
We're on Instagram. It's uh, the underscore gear underscore brothers, and it's gear, G-E-A-R-E. So we're on Instagram. We post stuff there uh, pretty regularly. And then uh, um, we are on Twitter at gear brothers. And then also uh, to get to find out what uh, a theater near you playing the retaliators right now uh if you go to retaliatorsmovie.com it automatically pops up uh, wherever you live it will it will right. uh, show you what theaters or drive-ins near you are playing right now very cool all right well this has been very fun to talk with you guys and i think we should do it again sometime let's wow, do absolutely, it man anytime let's do it man anytime. <laughs> thanks guys it's been great thank you yeah. have a great night man thanks so much